This is Sheffield Hallam's number one football show. This is Shoe Football Forum. Thanks for joining us here on Football Forum on this uh, on this lovely Friday afternoon. Yep, it's absolutely beautiful outside and we are all stuck inside. But nevertheless, uh, because there is football back, one of the five big leagues is coming back very soon. And, uh, well, we're not as... Uh, as up to, up to it when it comes to German football, but we know someone who is and can tell us all about the resumption of the Bundesliga. We're delighted to be joined by uh, Bundesliga World Feed commentator Dan O'Hagan uh, this afternoon. Afternoon, Dan. Hello, good to be with you. It's great to have you with us on the programme. Um, so just talk us through then, what's it like that Germany is the first of the big five uh, to be coming back? Yeah, the first league back online, which will be um, next weekend. Um, basically, they've gone through all the checks, um, players tested, coaches tested, uh, coaching staff, uh, media staff, um, and the checks are in place, and the go-ahead's been given, so the game's come back um, as of the 16th of May, which um, for us who work on the league is wonderful. Um, and I think, you know, we've had you know, six or seven weeks now with, with no football, so we all can't wait to get going again. And obviously, as the table stands at the minute, it's a, it's a bit of a three-horse race at the moment. Maybe four, if you include Munch Gladbach as well. Bayern are, are at the top, 55, four points behind them at Dortmund, and then only one point behind them a Ripple Leipzig. So, you know, how do you, see, how, how do you see it come the end of the season? Who's going to be winning that title? And can either of Dortmund, Leipzig or Munch Gladbach take it away from Bayern? Well, Bayern have had one or two wobbles in the season's first half, but they kind of got themselves back on track after Christmas, as they often do. Um, and they're looking really strong, um, or were, obviously, before this prolonged break. Um, the other teams you mentioned there, Dortmund, um, great to watch, but have this soft underbelly where they tend to give away silly goals and, and crazy points when they shouldn't. That was the case uh, last season too, when they lost the title on the final day of the season. Uh, Leipzig, I think, are the ones who are um, equipped pretty well um, to really push Bayern a long way this season. Uh, obviously, Timo Werner in wonderful form, um, only Robert Lewandowski scored more goals than he has this season. Uh, and you mentioned Gladbach there. Gladbach, I think, are the outsiders. But on their day at home especially, can, can beat anybody. Um, in Alassane Player and Marcus Turam have wonderful players who can score goals and make things happen. Um, but I think if you were to ask me, I think it's still Bayern's to lose. But it's been, up to this point, a really good title race this season. Uh, one of the teams you mentioned there, Red Bull Leipzig, they've got such a likeable squad, some really good young players coming through. How enjoyable are they to watch? They are, and that's their whole um, way of doing things, is they, they don't buy players off the peg as the finished article. They will go and they will find players in Austria's second division, in Austria's first division, in the French second division, um, players like Upamecano, like Marcel Zabitzer, like Ibrahim Konate, who they've turned into world-class players in the space of a couple of seasons. So their whole policy is to find the next generation that maybe other clubs have missed out on. And they are great to watch. They play wonderful football. I'm OK, the whole, the whole Red Bull thing. And they're not the most popular club in, in the German game. But the way they play does win a lot of friends or at least will kind of soften people's views towards them because of how they play. And I think um, it's maybe a year too soon for them to win the title. But I think we've seen, um, not just in the German league, but also in Europe this season, they are a really good side and want to be reckoned with. Is there a sense that they'll be able to keep hold of these special talents along with like Upa Meccano and Werner then and Savitzer? I think the thing about Leipzig is they are a club and their whole model, as I say, is about you find the next player and you sell him on. Um, and obviously players like Werner, 
Upamecano, they're going to fetch crazy money. I think um, Upamecano, for me at the moment, is the best probably young centre-back in, in European game, if not the world game. Um, he's, what, 21, 22, I think, and, and a player who is on the list of a whole host of clubs. Werner, we know his record and the links with him, with Liverpool, with, with Chelsea, with Bayern. Um, so can they keep hold of those players? It'll be difficult. Obviously, if they finish top four, there's always the carrot next year of Champions League football again, which would make the club more attractive to stay. But I just think their whole way of doing things is to find these players and sell them on and then try and find the next Timo Werner to bring him through um, in a couple of seasons' time. I guess if you, know, you look at the other end of the table, it's an interesting battle down at the bottom. Uh, you've got Bremen and Paderborn, only two points separating those in, in the relegation spots. Dusseldorf are just in front of them in, in the playoff places. What, what's the relegation picture looking like and, and who's your tip to, to not quite make the call? Well, I think Paderborn are going to find it tough. Um, obviously, their first season back in the Bundesliga, it's been a struggle from, from day one. But Werder Bremen, um, you know, a famous club. Um, they've not been down, I think, since 1980, around then. And this season's been a disaster. Uh, really has. Um, giving goals away for fun. Um, one or two of their key players not really producing the goods this season. And a club in free fall. And um, it would be a big loss to the league to lose Werder Bremen from the Bundesliga. But I just think this season, um, they've been so short, so out of form. Um, you can't see them getting enough points together or keeping the clean sheets to keep them up because they just, as I say, give goals away when they shouldn't do. Um, so, yeah, I think that they're going to struggle. Mainz are going to struggle as well. But I think for me, it's Paderborn and one other. And for me, that one other right now is going to be Werder Bremen. And what, what, what has it been about Werder Bremen that has kind of changed their form so drastically from last season? Obviously, they were comfortable mid-table finishes last season. They're, they're now really struggling down there. What, what has been the difference between the two seasons? Well, they were mid-table last season, but again, struggled early on. I think if you look at their goals against column for the last three or four seasons, it's been way, way too high. Um, you know, they've been conceding 40, 50 goals a season even in mid-table, which, you know, isn't good enough. And when you're not scoring the goals as well to kind of cancel it out, it makes it a very toxic mix. I think maybe a case this year of chickens coming home to roost with them because, as I say, at the back, they've been giving goals away now for a number of seasons. And uh, this year, the firepower's not been there really to shoot them out of, out of trouble. And uh, we talk a little bit, obviously, we talk about, obviously, the relegation. We, uh, the Bundesliga is known for its, its goal-scoring talent and one as such is the iconic Robert Lewandowski at uh, Bayern Munich. What's it feel like? Because, obviously, we talk in the Premier League about all the strikers they've had, Aguero, Aubameyang, all these, and Harry Kane that the Premier League has currently got. But the Bundesliga has Robert Lewandowski, who's, frankly, up there with one of the best strikers currently in the world. Yeah, 31 now, so he's approaching the kind of veteran stage. But as a striker, I've never seen a player who in front of goal is more single-minded, more deadly, more accurate. Give him a chance, he'll score it. Um, he's like a machine, a goal-scoring machine, Lewandowski. Um, and Bayern rely on him. You know, he's the only senior striker in their entire squad. If he's injured, as he was uh, before the uh, the break, they play Thomas Muller there or maybe younger Joshua Zerxe. But... He plays almost every game, which at that age is incredible. He's not had any kind of long-term injuries because he's Bayern's only goal-scoring option in, in that position. So he's a joy to watch. Um, consistency over years now in the Bundesliga for Dortmund first and, and then Bayern Munich, um, one of the greats. And as you say, you know, we can talk about him in the same vein as, as a Gerd Muller in Germany, certainly. Uh, and I think right now in the top five players in the world in there with 
the the Messi's, the Ronaldo's, the Agueros. Uh, he's he's that good and has been for for a number of years now. Um, if we just look at the European battle, I'm particularly thinking of Bayer Leverkusen here, just two points off fourth. How do you see them faring for the rest of the season? Can they break into that top four? Oh yeah, I mean a team who have attacking players who are great to watch again. Um, Kai Havertz, um, a young man in his early twenties, who another one linked with a host of clubs, a really really clever player, and one who I think will be one day. Germany captain. He's, he, he's that mature already. Um, you look at um, Leon Bailey as well, um, a player who from the bench quite often is an impact player. Another one linked with, uh, uh, I think, Chelsea in the last couple of seasons. Um, and he's one who has a habit of scoring goals in big games. So they are a team, Leverkusen, who are certainly on the fringe of the top four. Um, maybe not in the same quality as a Leipzig, a Dortmund or a Bayern but um, a solid squad and one that can certainly challenge for fourth place again, I think, this year. And uh, in Havertz and Bailey. And also you think about uh, midfield, Shanis Arangis is a wonderful competitive Chilean who's been there for a number of years now as well. So, um, yeah, good, strong squad, Leverkusen, and certainly one who can uh, look at fourth place, I think, with, uh, with uh, real ambition. And is there a lesson to be learned um, from, from Germany in terms of how they've handled um, this whole football coming back procedure in terms, I'm thinking of obviously the Premier League and the whole project restart. Um, and there's a whole conversation about how they're going to come back. Should, you know, European leagues be following the way that Germany have done things? We won't know until it happens and until we've seen how things progress with the virus um, across Germany. I think there've been a, a rise in cases the last couple of days in German society generally. So we'll have to see. But the Bundesliga, I think, have done everything they can to make sure that um, it'll be as safe as they can and the precautions are in place. And you'd kind of hope that um, the players, the clubs will embrace the restrictions uh, and, the, um, and the measures in place and it'll be, it'll be handled well. But uh, we won't know until it happens. And um, I'm sure if it is a success, then you'll see the Premier League come back online and Serie A maybe and La Liga as well in Spain. Obviously, France has already been suspended permanently, so um, that's not going to come back. But I think the Bundesliga certainly is going to lead the way. All eyes are on the league that I, I work on. So for us, it's kind of great to be kind of out there as the, as the team, as, as the league out in front. So we'll just see how it goes. But um, certainly exciting times, but times that come with obviously a, a risk and a responsibility as well. Um, so, Dan, we're talking about, obviously, with the Bundesliga returning, you're the commentator, you're going to have a lot of people... Uh, listening to your voice obviously uh, when you're covering the games what's going to be the feeling that like, obviously we can't, you can't really give us a definitive answer until you're actually commentating on the first game but what's the thoughts running through your mind that all the attention will be on you and the Bundesliga oh it is yeah and it's one we've discussed as a team of commentators this week actually about you know how we are going to have to be on our game because the whole world's watching our league um, and it's one where you have to get the tone right obviously empty stadiums it's very difficult to kind of be at the same level in terms of shouting and screaming over goals because it just sounds weird if there's no one there. And also, I think we must bear in mind as well, it's a very delicate situation in terms of the world and health. We can't be too upbeat and say, this is great because we're back. We've got to bear in mind that across the world, people are suffering still and we can't be overplaying things. And it is only a game. It is only football in the day so we've got to be very careful in that uh, respect as well but you know we're going to go into it and, and give it our best shot and, and hopefully treat the games and the situation the league with the respect it deserves and um, and also at the same time acknowledge that we're in a very difficult situation still we are by no means out of the woods at all not even in Germany 
Um, so we had to treat things kind of with kid gloves a bit. And um, yeah, commentate as you would. It's football, it's back, but it's not football as it has been and as it will be in the future. So we've got to bear that in mind too and uh, maybe not go uh, too big too early. I just wanted to focus back on the league now and look at maybe towards the middle of the table. Uh, I see very notably that FC Colm are in 10th um, and Union Berlin have had quite a successful season, two teams that both came up last year. What do you think has been the, not the secret of their success, but how do you think they've been so successful compared to Paderborn who are really struggling? Well, Köln had an awful start to the season. They were, um, I think, before Christmas, they were bottom, certainly in the bottom two. And they changed the coach. Akin Bailort went and they brought in Marcus Giesdol, who is a coach with experience, but never great success. And it was a strange choice. I think a few of us thought, what are they doing here? You know, this is a guy who is supposed to get them out of trouble. He's the wrong man, but he's proved everyone wrong and they've been superb. He's unlocked their best players. Um, he's been playing Jonas Hector, the captain, left back in midfield, who's done wonderfully well in that position. He's brought young players through like uh, Ismail Jacobs, who's done really well. Um, going forward as well and he's just got Köln playing um, as they really, really can play. Uh, Jean Cordoba, um, the striker, has done wonderfully this season, a player who hadn't scored a top five goal for them um, in the year they went down but again in the last few games at home especially he's been scoring goals for fun. He's been linked with Bayern I think this week as well which shows how far he's progressed um, and yeah Köln have kind of got things right with a new coach. Union Berlin um, it's been a team effort. You look at their squad, it's in essence a, a squad of second division players, bar one or two, uh, like Christian Gentner, experienced players have been there uh, for years and years. But in essence, it's a team, you know, players like Marius Bultu is on loan from, I think, Magdeburg in the third division. And he's done wonderfully for them. Um, so Union, it's been done a different way. It's been very much the guys who've got them there, been given a chance to prove themselves at this level. And they've done really well at home, especially their best stadium when it's full. Um, for a league game is one of the great atmospheres um, and that's been a, a huge asset to them as well this season but Union I think will be fine I think Kern are going to be fine as well and Paderborn I'm afraid they just weren't good enough they had successive promotions I think which was maybe going a little too far too quickly and been found out this year um, but they'll go down in good health I know Paderborn's plan is to be a team who stay in Germany's top kind of 20 so they kind of they know they're going to be up and down between the top of the divisions but they're happy with that and that's their kind of um, their focus and their um, their kind of goal, really. But um, I think this year they've maybe just not had quite enough quality. Whereas uh, Union and Köln have just found that extra bit of um, you know en enough quality to survive, which has been uh, important for them. And we know in England it can be quite difficult to survive the jump from the Championship to the Premier League. How does that compare from the jump to Zwei Bundesliga to Bundesliga? I hope I pronounced that right. I think you did, yeah. It's the same, really. I think you look at um, the teams who've come up in the past who've been the smaller clubs. So I think of the last few years, Darmstadt, Ingolstadt, Union this season, um, Paderborn. It's difficult. Um, you know, we, we, saw Union, we, we saw Darmstadt and, and Ingolstadt survive for a couple of years, but no more than that. Paderborn came up first time, went down that year um, a few years ago, 2014-15. And it's going to be difficult again to stay up this season for them. But the bigger clubs who kind of go down and bounce back do tend to stay. Um, obviously, Köln have been a yo-yo club in recent years. This year, we may well see Hamburg come back and Stuttgart come back. I think they'll be okay if they come up. But it's the same as our league in the UK. The bigger clubs have obviously the resources and more of a chance to stay up. But um, it is still, between the two divisions, a big gap to bridge. 
Another team I look at that I think, you know, a bit disappointed with their performance, not quite to the same extent of, as Werder Bremen, is Eintracht Frankfurt. They finished seventh last season. I saw them in the Europa League and they looked very impressive. I know they lost uh, Luka Jovic to Real Madrid. Is that is that what's caused their sort of demise this season? Well, not just Jovic. They lost their front three. Jovic, right. Ribic and Allaire all went. I think they scored 40-odd goals of their league tally last year to replace, which is a, a massive chunk of goals um, to try and fill. Um, and also, they've had also to balance that with the Europa League again. And they've done well in that competition again for the second year on, on the spin. So... Um, that's not been a distraction as such, but they've been doing well in that competition. But I just think with um, with Frankfurt, it's kind of it's been a case of being unable to replace the quality they've lost. Um, you lose that number of goals from the team, it's hard to replace. And Rebic and, and Jovic and Allaire, the chemistry they had was wonderful last season. Um, scoring goals, making goals, real kind of the three with great interplay. You, you can't replace that across one summer. And um, it's been tough, and I think uh, they won't go down, but it's going to be a, a kind of below par mid-table Brian Track Frankfurt this season, I think. Are there any more teams that we haven't really touched on that are really likeable for neutral fans that you think are going to be really entertaining for, uh, for us to watch? I think we've already talked about Gladbach, but I think for me at the moment, they're a great team to watch because obviously they've got enormous tradition, but they're a powerhouse who've not really been winning trophies since the 70s. I think they've won one cup since 1977, which is incredible. Um, I mentioned, you know, the attacking players they have, uh, Alassane Player, Marcus Turam, um, great to watch. Florian Neuhaus in midfield, you're going to hear a lot of going forward in the future for Germany, I'm sure. Um, and I think they're a team that will be good to see them kind of break into the top four on a consistent basis because they have a wonderful fan base. Uh, the Borussia Park, when it's full, is one of the great atmospheres in the Bundesliga. They're a team, as I say, of enormous tradition and they've been away really for far too long at the top table. So I think the current team they have, uh, Marco Rosa too, a wonderful coach who did good things uh, in Austria uh, before he got the job with, um, with uh, Gladbach as well. They're a team to watch and uh, I think they could be a breakthrough team this season. One of the things I'm really looking forward to about Bundesliga coming back is being able to see these uh, hidden gems, young talents that I might not have heard of otherwise. Can you tell us a few um, hidden gems that we might not have heard of over here in England. I'm trying to think of young players who are coming through. Well, at Bayern, you got to Joshua Zerkze, um, this young Dutch striker who scored, I think, with his first two shots in the Bundesliga when he came on as a sub in games in uh, December. Looks already to be a really confident young man and uh, one, I'm sure, who will go on to play uh, for the Dutch national team in the not-too-distant future uh, as well. We've mentioned, obviously... Um, at Leverkusen, Kai Havertz has been around a while now. But at Dortmund, you've got uh, Gio Reyna at 17. He's Claudio Reyna's son. Uh, scored on his uh, debut, I think, an incredible goal in the cup tie um, at uh, Werder Bremen when he curled the ball in the top corner with uh, almost his first touch in the game. Um, there's him. Um, and trying to think of players going further down the uh, division who, who are coming through uh, young talents. Um, I think with the German game, what it is, is they do give the young players a chance early. So they do get a chance to play and to become almost men before they would playing in England. You know, you look at uh, Leroy Zanet, who um, may well be coming back to the Bundesliga. He got his chance at Schalke as a very young player. Timo Werner was another one at uh, Stuttgart who came through as a very young player, got a chance and really kind of um, kicked on from there. So I think the German game, the young players you see coming in there, they're given a chance early and they go on to become, I think, fully rounded professionals a lot quicker than they do maybe in other leagues. 
Now, we've, we've obviously had a very extended break. How much of an impact do you see that having on the league? Are there any teams that you can see really uh, benefiting from it or really struggling from it? From it? And just the fact that they have, they're so used to having a winter break in the middle of the season, could that actually help German teams cope with this? It might do. I think obviously it'll be strange. Obviously, we have no fans in the stadiums when we do come back. It'll be weird. But uh, I think you look at Dortmund. Uh, Marco Royce was injured before the break. Um, he may well be close to fitness now. So he will obviously be a, a massive player to come back into their team. Um, so players have been injured. have had extra time to recover, if you like, and kind of get themselves back to fitness. But um, I'm, not, I'm not sure um, how it'll be when we come back because, as I say, with no fans in the stadium, it's going to be very, very strange because you think of teams who, you know, kind of play off and, and thrive off their, their crowds. Teams like Dortmund, who obviously have the uh, enormous home support when they play at Zignale Duna Park. Um, playing there empty will be strange. Um, the first game back is the derby against Schalke, which would be normally a full house and 80,000 people, raucous and, and, and rowdy. Empty stadium will be really strange. So we'll see how teams kind of react to that and uh, adapt to that. But um, it'll be football, but not as we know it. Um, but I think for now, we have to kind of get used to it for a while. Indeed, we shall. And uh, we shall see, obviously, next week when the Bundesliga returns. Um, all of us missing football. Uh, so it'll be great to have some back. Uh, Dan, it's been an absolute joy to have you uh, on the programme. Uh, eventually, we've got round to, uh, to bringing you on. And uh, we'll definitely make sure that... Uh, when we get back into the studio, we'll uh, we'll have you on again, especially to talk about your club, uh, Norwich City, uh, depending which league they're in. We'll see. We shall see. Thanks, Thanks for a real pleasure. Enjoyed that. Thank Take you very care. much. Thank you, Dan.